You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. This is your co-host, Danny. And we got a full show for you today. But we want to start off, Danny, with the big trades. The Milwaukee Bucks get Dame Dollar. They get Damian Lillard uh, in exchange for Drew Holiday going to Portland and Grayson Allen going down to Phoenix. Danny, here's my thoughts about Damian Lillard with the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Um, I'm going to miss Drew, first of all. Uh, I would have really loved to have seen Drew and Chris healthy uh, back with a new coach. I wanted to see what this training camp was going to be like uh, with under the new coach, under Coach Griffin. Uh, and I really wanted to see where this goes. Everybody's been talking about the defense that we have given up on the perimeter by missing Drew. And I have to agree uh, from that perspective. I'm going to miss that defense, especially in the, in the uh, playoffs. But you also can say, where was the defense, if you will, against Miami when Jimmy Butler was going off, right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Drew had to do a lot of other things, too, along with playing defense. So Drew had to play a little offense. He had to play some, uh, not a little, but a little, whole lot of offense, bring the ball up, et cetera. So I'm torn from that perspective. Offensively, I can see Damian Lillard really being a plus here. Um, I can see him spraying the floor. Um, and granted, Drew, I think, had a, a higher three-point percentage rate than uh, Damian Lillard. But the same token, Damian Lillard took more shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was more of a focal point of the offense in Portland because uh, Portland wasn't all that great. So. I really want to see what this is going to look like. But what I honestly believe is going to happen is you're going to see a lot more pick and roll action. I don't think you're going to see Giannis bring the ball up as much like he did before going downhill. Uh, I think uh, you'll see more pick and roll action. Uh, I also believe with Giannis going down to see Hakeem Olajuwon, the dream, I think you're going to see Giannis in uh, the post a little bit more. Um, maybe that will spread, spread things out uh, even further provide a little bit more space and so when this trade actually happened i was like okay this is good for milwaukee because the other eastern conference teams really didn't make a move Mm -hmm. up until (laughs) austin (laughs) makes the move boston goes ahead and gets drew holiday basically because we all knew that drew wasn't going to stay with portland um, Portland's are either going to waive them or whatever the case may be, buy them out, whatever the case may be. But the trade happened. Portland did great in terms of getting draft picks. And ultimately, Drew ends up with Boston. Boston got a lot better now adding Drew. Malcolm Brogdon is now over in Portland. Uh, Danny, let me just say this. I, I think Boston got better with Drew. 
It's going to be really interesting to see how they match up. Defensively, they are going to be a beast. They're, they're a problem defensively, and they're very long. You have Jason Tatum, what, 6'8", 6'9". Mm-hmm. Porzingis at, what, 7'2". You have Drew, what, 6'4", 6'5". What we were back in the day in terms of when we had John Hinton, the pitcher with, with all of our <laughs> all of their arms extended out, going from mm-hmm. sideline to sideline, how we touted and bragged how long we were. Well, now Boston can do the same thing now. But what Boston, I believe, has sacrificed is a little bit of their bench health. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the Milwaukee Bucks has the advantage on the bench. Bochamp is going to have to step up and indulge, I believe, here. Uh, and this is the second year, so I hope is he'll step up defensively. Between Boston and Milwaukee, that's a seven-game series, in my opinion, Danny. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a nail-biter. <clears throat> and I don't think it matters who has home court advantage. Boston proved that last last year or the year before. And that's going to be something else, Danny. What say you about this trade? Jay, I also will miss Drew Holiday, not only from what he did on the court, but off the court. His community presence. And he was always a face in the community doing things. Um to help so <clears throat> Boston will definitely gain something there uh, from the off the court perspective and you look on the court I'm curious too how Dane's game will change because we've come a- accustomed to him firing up them shots from the logo and it was more free reign right because it's his squad now he's they're going to have to conform between Giannis and him uh, also playing with Middleton and Lopez, and how does his game change, and what does the system look like now with the new coach? And that's where I'm looking at in this whole deal. You have a new coach, possibly a new system, whatever he's planning to implement. Adrian Griffin's on the hot seat off the jump. And how is he going to respond? How are the fans going to respond? Because you remember when the Heatles got together and they started off, I think they're like eight and nine or something like that in their first 17 or whatever games. They're under 500 and everyone was calling for Spolster's head. So if the Bucks get off to a slow start, what, what's going to be the fans' reaction to this? Where are they going to be the players' reaction to this? From my standpoint, I'm curious how the Bucks' front office, what their contingency plan is in case something goes awry here off the, off the jump. You get Dame Lillard, you get a game, a closer, right, from the offensive perspective. And on the defensive side of the ball, that's where I think you have Damian, you have Middleton, you have Giannis, you have Lopez. Who's that fifth person starting and contributing to the defense? I'm curious who they start and how they play this, but ultimately I'm looking at the coach and the system and how this all integrates. Because it's going to take time and people have to understand that. Because Damian's been doing his thing for – He's been doing this thing for over 10 years in Portland. So to come to a, a different city, different system, different players, it'll take some time. So I think it's going to require some patience. And then on the Boston side of it with getting Drew, that's a definite, definite upgrade in my opinion because I thought with them losing Marcus Smart, that was going to hinder them <clears throat> relying on Brogdon, who's injured, 
But then you, I think you technically upgraded at the point guard position with someone who actually can play the point guard and defend and everything. He fits the system perfectly. He's a perfect team player. He's not bringing drama. And Boston doesn't need that after all what happened last year with the coach and Brad Stevens and the team. So that's a calming leadership presence as well that I think Boston needs. And that can only help them. I agree with the bench depth where is that something where they're going to have to make another move um, before the trade deadline to help them for the playoff run. So all in all, man, it was very exciting to see. Sad to see Drew go. Excited for Damian Lillard to come to Milwaukee uh, because this was something I think they had to do to keep Giannis happy. And they did. They account, you know, they accommodated him. So I'm, man, you talk about can't wait for the opening tip for the NBA season. Oh, man. <clears throat> and all these players that have been moved, including this trade, can't wait. Yeah, I just hope people are patient with, with uh, the new team. This is going to be interesting, Danny. And just that <clears throat> we were talking of looking up the starting potential starting lineup and depth charts uh, for both Boston and Milwaukee. Of course, you have for Milwaukee, Damian Lillard. Um, you can start Pat Connington or Malik Beasley. Mm-hmm. How about Malik Be- Beasley? He was an addition this offseason. Oh, I know. The Lakers, I wish the Lakers would have signed him back. So that that may be a reasoning why front office was thinking maybe we can, you know, go ahead and offer up Drew. And because we got Malik Beasley, um, possibly more as a, you know, obviously a, a perimeter defender. Um, Chris Milton, Giannis, and Brooke. But then, you know, when you look at the death chart of the Milwaukee Bucks, man, I mean, we did sign Cameron Payne, mm-hmm. uh, league minimum, veterans minimum. Pat Connington, uh, you still have Bochamp. But then you have Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. who I believe is going to be utilized even more uh, since he wasn't utilized by Coach Bud. Still don't get that to this day. Uh, and then, of course, you got Bobby Portis. Yep. Um, and then you have Brooks' brother, Robin, who backup center, who can, you know, he's going to provide some relief throughout the course of the season, uh, have some minutes here and there. So the books are deep, man. But but let's just see what Boston has right now. And again, like you mentioned, I could see Boston going out and getting uh, some help here. But of course, now they have Drew, uh, Jalen Brown, of course, the starter, Jason Tatum, Christoph Porzingis, and potentially Al Horford, mm-hmm. uh, the veteran, old grizzled vet, Al Horford, <laughs> who always gives us problems, but didn't give us too many problems the last time we faced him. On the bench, Peyton Pritchard, who just signed a, a new contract. Uh, then you have Derek White, who was actually really good um, this past postseason. Uh, especially defensively, uh, and even the, the uh, postseason before, uh, and then there, then there's some individuals who I'm not as familiar with, um, on the bench here. So I, 
I would have to give the bench nod to to us, Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. um, and that to me is going to be key. And whenever they face off against each other, I can see the bench being a huge difference, difference maker here. I don't know. I can see Boston possibly mismatching their lineup. So maybe two uh, of the four, uh, whether it's uh, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Tatum, or Porzingis or Drew, you know, they kind of play with the rest of the team there, but we won't have to worry about that. Um, so I think that's something good there for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so if I would say this, Danny, if Milwaukee, when the Milwaukee Bucks and Celtics play, this is say win because it's going to happen, especially in the playoffs, barring any major injuries. That's going to seven games, man. I'm not certain. Again, I'm not certain about home court advantage. That's going to make a difference. But boy, that'll be a series for you. And now, Danny, on to the Milwaukee Brewers and where the Brewers, they out. The season is done. Two games and done. Mm -hmm. And Danny, first of all, I have to say I absolutely hate how Major League Baseball is doing this in the first first round. I wasn't expecting it to be a what five games, oh, excuse me, three game series. I would have hoped it would have been a five game series. Uh and then a seven game series after the first round. But the Milwaukee Brewers get bounced, man, in this frustrating fashion. The bats went silent. Or let me take let me take that back. First game, the bats were hot. The base running was not. Let me just say the Brewers have had this problem in the past with regards to their bats going cold. The second game, I thought. Uh, the pitching up until the fifth inning was phenomenal, and then it all went kaput. So, good season by the Milwaukee Brewers, man. I don't know what in the world they're going to do now, quite frankly. Um, they have several months where the property is not being utilized. This mm -hmm. is what the state, the fans were talking about, build around the stadium. Or, uh, and and you you could uh, have year round access and year round revenue coming in, but now it is a done deal for Milwaukee Brewers. Let's say you, Danny, about these Milwaukee Brewers. They they were winning both games. They actually were up three zero in game one and two zero in game two, and Corbin Burns he didn't have it in game one, and so the Diamondbacks took full advantage. And they knocked them around. They hit, what, three home runs? Which then the Brewers had opportunities. They had bases loaded a couple times. Evan Longoria made that one play on third where he snow coned that, that line shot, which then they doubled up and got, got out of the inning. Because if he doesn't catch that ball, the Brewers win that game. Brewers win that game, yep. And that, that was the game there. And then game two... I didn't I didn't understand what, what they were doing where you have people on base and you're trying to generate runs. Bunt. So then what do they do? They bunt with Yelich and they get people on base and they bring up Sal where they had an opportunity 
for him to bunt. And they don't bunt. And they have them free swinging. So it's it was just, I don't know, man. They just made a, a couple of key mistakes uh, with the base running, with some of the just the coaching and managing and how they managed the situational parts of the game from an offensive standpoint. And then the pitching, yeah, Peralta was dealing, man, and then he fell apart. So it was one of those games where, or both those games, they did have opportunities to win. And it's a shame because they had the team, I thought, to at least compete with the Dodgers. I didn't say that. I don't know if they would have beat them, but at least they could have competed. So now you look at the Diamondbacks and some of these other teams, man, they're playing with house money. And Diamondbacks went in L.A. and blew the doors off Clayton Kershaw in game one. So the now, first inning, man, in the first inning, <laughs> six inning, six runs, six runs, and they ended up beating them, I believe, 11 0. And then, you know, with the Braves and Phillies, man, that's the series right there. And the Braves came up and got shut out. Got so, shut out, man. Come on, at home. Yes. So now we're looking to see if they can uh, get some get back tonight in game two, but. Tough, man. It was uh, tough to see the Brewers go out like they did. They're young, and like you said, what are they going to do in the offseason? Because they – are they going to spend some money or are they just going to stand pat and then let some people go that um, could be key key contributors next year? Not only that, but what council going to do? Yes, and you saw David Stearns is now GM – Yep. And vice president of baseball operations because the GM quit in, in uh, New York or resigned, I should say. Mm-hmm. So is that council, since he doesn't have a contract, is that where he's going next? Or is he, what is he going to do? So, yeah, you're totally right with that. It's going to be interesting, man. Mm-hmm. I think the fans deserve at least uh, a national championship type of series, man. National League championship series. At least, man, it's time long overdue, man. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. Danny, on to a little football where your Falcons do it again, man. What say you about your Falcons? Jason, yesterday was a little rough, as usual with Atlanta. You never know what you're going to get. They ended up beating the Texans on a last-second field goal, 21-19 where Desmond Ritter threw for over 300 yards, spread the ball around. Uh, B. John Robinson had the play of the weekend, I thought, where he caught the ball, like, behind his back as he was trying to get into the end zone, got it, shook some dude, and got into the end zone. The dude's he's amazing. And <clears throat> I'm curious with Atlanta, if they're going to keep splitting how they are with Algier and Bijan, but – uh, it was good to see Desmond Ritter actually have a decent second half because that first half was rough. And he is actually hitting some passes because the games three and four or weeks three and four, I, I thought for sure he was going to get benched for Heineke. Uh, so it was good for him. Good to see if it, this builds his confidence for next week. But great win by Atlanta beating Houston, a team they should have beat. Uh, and now they're at least sitting above 500 again. And Danny, just some, a couple of other surprising scores or games that stood out to me. Uh, the Bears finally got a win, man. Um, this is on the heels of the news of 
of Buckus uh, passing away. I believe that there was some extra motivation there by the Chicago Bears organization and team uh, to do something here. But it was also off a short week. I mean, it's going to be real. Uh, 40 to 20, Bears get their first win of the season. We'll see how many more they get. Um, the other surprise uh, here for me, Danny, the Patriots get blown out, man. They didn't even score. 34 to nothing against the Saints. I, I mean, come on. What is going on in New England? Um, and I guess the question is, how much longer the coach going to be there? Beltek, let's be real. Patriots are 1-4, 0-3 at home. I can't remember the last time they've been like this. Um, fans not going they gonna stop coming to the games, man, and therefore the money gonna stop pulling in. So that's gonna be an interesting dynamic to see what happens to the Patriots organization. And Jason, do they hold on to him to see if he can get that Shula record or not? That's the question because he's seventeen no. wins away, I believe. You know, listen, it's gonna take him a long time with this team to get seventeen wins. It's gonna take him some time, man. Um, the other game that kind of scored that stood out to me, 42 to 10, the 49ers whooped the Cowboys, man. Golly. That Prescott throws, what, three interceptions, man? You kidding me? And who's calling the plays? McCarthy. Listen, I knew when the plays were being called, what plays going to be called. When McCarthy was with uh, Packers, with Aaron Rodgers, I knew the plays through and through. So, Cowboys got a situation on their hands here, Danny. I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. You can't blame the offensive offensive coordinator anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is what it is. A couple other scores, Danny. Uh, within the division, Detroit continues to roll. Uh, but they rolled against the Panthers. I mean, come on, Panthers 0 and 5. I mean, that's just Vines should have won that game. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, and the other game that is within the division, uh, the Vikings, man, they won in four. Um, don't know what happened to the Vikings, don't care. Uh, as long as the Packers go ahead and beat them. Uh <laughs> that's all I care about, man. Uh what say you, Danny, about this NFL uh weekend? Yeah, Jay, the 49ers-Cowboys game was – it was tough. You look at the Cowboys, and this was the game they needed to be competitive in. It's a measuring stick, right, because 49ers are rolling right now, and they have some decisions to make. I'm talking offseason, what they do with Dak Prescott, because Dak, he just doesn't bring it against the 49ers in these big games, man. And last night, his, he just didn't have it, and he was overthrowing guys, and he threw that one deep ball. It wasn't even close. But you got to look at, too, the pressure the 49ers was bringing, putting on him to put him in those uh, predicaments. So that was a good win by the 49ers, man. They, they, they beat the doors off the Cowboys. The Vikings, Jeff, Justin Jefferson is injured. So they'll know the extent of that. And, and beginning of the season, like I said, man, your division, the Packers play tonight. 
but your division is open. Uh, and it's not like the Vikings are getting blown out either. They're just tr- tripping up at the end of the end of these games. Mm-hmm. It's either time management or whatever the case may be, because they didn't have any timeouts yesterday with like six minutes left in the game. So if that's the case, you can't manage the clock appropriately. And they didn't even get a playoff at the end because Cousins got sacked because they're going for a Hail Mary to try to tie it. So they could easily be four and one, but they're not. So now I'm curious to see how they how they play this, especially if Justin Jefferson has a significant hamstring injury, how they manage him and what they do going forward. But they're going to be a team every week that's going to compete. It doesn't matter. They just can't close. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.